All right, let's start out with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity we have to come here to worship together, to, to hear from your word. Pray that you would speak through me, the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight. May there, the eyes and ears um, of this church body be open. And it's in Christ's name I pray, amen. All right, well, let's get started. It is 9.30, want to honor the time here. We are continuing my previous uh, series on spiritual disciplines. I did fasting last time, which was um, a little more interesting. Uh, in, in light of Lent, I thought that was a, a good opening topic. Here I want to back up more, but probably not all the way back, uh, because I found a lot of interest in, or personal interest in spiritual intake or Bible intake of not as much the reading and the studying and the hearing of the word which are foundational and those are really presupposition, presupposes our foundation of what we're talking about today. So I don't want to launch into saying that this is going to be comprehensive in any way, uh, but this is where I found uh, my study to be drawn and I hope and pray that others will find value in this. So we'll start out with a quote from Packer. Uh, it says, if I were the devil, please no comment, one of my first aims would be to stop folk from digging into the Bible, knowing that it is the word of God, teaching people to know and love and serve the word of God, the God of the word, I'm sorry. I should do all I could to surround it with the spiritual equivalent of pits, thorn hedges, and traps to frighten people off. So I wanted to... It, it's a longer uh, handout, as you'll see. I put a, a lot of scripture in there. I'm not going to read all of that, but I wanted to have that readily available. Uh, but as an introduction, scripture is important. We are people of the book. We are sp the special revelation of God to us, revealing who he is to us, is through scripture uh, that is God-breathed or God-exhaled. Uh, we have numerous and plenary uh, scripture references that we can look at, and these are just some of them. We'll start out with Joshua 1, verse 8. Book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Now, as a qualifier, this isn't successive. I'm going to make a lot of money, or my life is going to be free of trial or tribulation. This is success from a, a spiritual standpoint of uh, we grow in godliness and become more like Christ. Psalm 119, verse 11, or all of Psalm 119, we'll see more of that, is just David, 150 verses reflecting on his, the scripture, reflecting on the law. But this particular one, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. In Psalm 1, verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So, purpose of Bible or scripture intake. Why do we do it? Anybody? Got some comments, questions? It's a means of grace. That we might know him. That's right. All of those are true. 
2 Timothy 3, 16, 17, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. This quote here I have is from uh, Don Whitney's Spiritual Dif Disciplines for the Christian Life. I did not cite that. Somehow it got deleted. No other spiritual discipline rivals the importance of the intake of God's word. No other spiritual discipline can compensate for the lack of it. Without feasting on the food of scripture, no one will enjoy a growing, healthy, Christ-like life. Bible intake is not only the most important spiritual discipline, it is also the most broad. It actually consists of several sub-disciplines. It's much like a university comprised of many colleges, each specializing in a different discipline, yet all united under the same general name of the university. The first three colleges of Bible intake are hearing, reading, and studying God's word. And then we build on that to memorization, meditation, and application. We'll, we'll touch a little bit on application, but most of what I have is on the, the memorization and meditation. When rightly practiced, these promote increased knowledge of God and closer conformity to Christ. I thought this was a, a, a nice summary from uh, R. Kent Hughes' Disciplines of a Godly Man. You can never have a Christian mind without reading and listening to scriptures regularly because you cannot be profoundly influenced by that which you do not know. So from the, just from the order of meditation memorization, meditation, which we'll get to, is reflecting and cogitating and stewing on the, the words of scripture and the, wor the words of God through scripture. But you can't do that if you don't know what they are. So we read, we hear, we listen, we study, and then we put that into our memory bank so that's something that when we're not staring at a, a phone or an iPad or a computer screen or, God forbid, an, a physical Bible, uh, we have the ability to think through and, and, and meditate on those truths when we're going to bed at night, when we're driving in the car, when, when we don't have all those other supports. Uh, some of the reading was the different, <laughs> my, uh, Kristen had, had shown one to me, but it was a pastor, I don't remember who it was, it was probably somebody that I should have recognized or remembered, but when he was young, he was called to a sudden um, hospital visit, and he didn't have his Bible, he didn't have anything with him, and everybody turned to him and said, what do you have a word from God? And he just stood there, stock silent. Uh, and he said, I never wanted to be in that situation again. So he made this a uh, much higher priority of uh, memorization and having that readily available. So I, before we really dive into the memorization, component, I have a pop quiz because everybody loves quizzes. So these are from the Verse Locker, which is a, a resource that I have listed in the notes, but they're top 20, and yes, it says 18 on here because two of them have several verses. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you. And from me doing this and Kristen doing this, it's not a two minutes. It, it might take you a little bit longer. We don't have to go through all of that. At the end, I have the answer key on here. 
But this is a, a just a, a quick check of, according to this verse locker, the top 20 verses that people have memorized and added to um, their service or their, um, their app of, of what they wanted to do. So a, a good portion of it is from the Romans Road. You've got some freebies in there with Genesis 1-1 and John 3-16, uh, but they're not in order. So as you look through there, how many of those can you actually identify where they are? So take a couple minutes. So how many of you found this to be super easy and you just whipped, whipped right through it? <laughs> Besides Pastor Tim. <laughs> so I thought I knew a lot of scripture. Um, I did okay, but not as well as I thought I would on this. And just after even putting them together and knowing approximately, getting particularly the Romans Road ones of getting them all in the right order there. But for me, it was a good wake-up call of how well I think I know stuff that's floating around in my head. And it's not as good as I, I have a much higher opinion of it than it actually is, as it seems. When we're talking about study in general, and I think memorization in particular, I found this R.C. Sproul quote from Knowing Scripture to be insightful and very convicting. This is here then is the real problem of our negligence. We fail in our duty to study God's word, and I'll add the memorization, meditation, not so much because it is difficult to understand, not so much because it is dull and boring, but because it is work. Our problem is not a lack of intelligence or lack of passion. Our problem is that we are lazy. And then that kind of sticks me in the gut of, or in the heart, depending how you look at it, that I, I think I work hard and when I sit back, there are a lot of things, not to pile guilt and obligation, but there are things in scripture that God has called us to do and he gives us the power to do them. We, get it, we say excuses of it's too hard, it is, I'm not good at memorization, uh, I'm not this, 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 but a lot of it has to do with a matter of motivation and priority. When we say, how many of these, 20, 18, could you have gotten right if I said you get a thousand bucks for each right answer, and I gave you a week to practice? We probably would have had a lot better turnout or a lot, better, a lot higher scores on that with that motivation, and that's a monetary compensation or monetary deposit for a future benefit where when we from a scriptural and a, a spiritual perspective we are working and what we do counts for eternity what we do counts for 10 or 20 years when we have habits that are building this word bank or this memory bank in us to aid our ministry to aid our, our spiritual walk that does pay dividends, more so than somebody paying us to do it. Now, for our children, we are contemplating or towing with the idea of actually paying them or doing something because they don't get those other motivations yet, but to incentivize them into something that, hey, if you memorize these this week or over this month, we'll do this. We're, we haven't settled on how that's actually going to look, but we need to find the proper incentive because there are 
massive dividends that we can or that we will find from memorizing scripture and meditating on it and internalizing it deep within our hearts. So a few points on the importance of the of scripture memorization. I've talked a little bit about it, but let's just walk through it. Memorization strengthens our, our faith and our ministry. As it repeatedly reinforces the truth of scripture, it often does it just when you need to hear it again. When you memorize something, you don't put it in and forget about it. To really have it, you need to constantly be readdressing it or revisiting that and saying, do I know this? And, and reciting it or writing it or touching base uh, on a regular basis. We look at Peter at Pentecost and Acts. Those sermon may be qualitatively different from our own spirit-led conversations with believers and non-believers. Much of what he said in that sermon consisted of Old Testament quotations. And he didn't sit down and prepare what he was going to say. He, the spirit came upon him and he spoke of the, the history of uh, salvation through the Jews, how God was speaking to them, and uh, many were brought into the church that day. But unless those verses are hidden in our heart, they're not available for use with the mouth in these unexpected witnessing or counseling opportunities. From 1 Peter 3.15, but in your hearts, honor Christ as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you yet do it with gentleness and respect. Memorization also supplies spiritual guidance and power. Psalm 119, 24, your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. Ephesians 6, 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We don't want little daggers. I can pull out three verses and here we go. We want to have a much bigger arsenal of what we can use in each of these situations. Memorization stimulates meditation, provides fuel to meditate for those in-between moments of daily life, such as being in bed before sleep, or driving in the car, or just getting off the phone and thinking through, or about to get on the phone and thinking through what you're going to say to someone. Makes our prayer life more effective. John 15, verse seven, from the high priestly prayer of Jesus, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you wish and it will be done for you. And part of that abiding in him and his words abiding in us takes effort for us to be in scripture and to memorize and, and put that scripture in our hearts. So some more spiritual background from the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 6, verses six through nine. This is from the, just after the Shema. Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. And these words I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Psalm 119, 11 through 15, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips, I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Later in that same very short chapter, 
If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. I am yours, save me, for I have sought your precepts. And from Proverbs 22, incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your heart to my knowledge, for it will be pleasant if you keep them within you, if all of them are ready on your lips, that your trust may be in the Lord, for I have made them known to you today, even to you. Smattering from the New Testament, we haven't touched on Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17, something about 3, 16. There's a lot of those repetitions that are good ones to memorize. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. This is not necessarily from his, Timothy's grandmother or even from Paul, but from what scripture comes from and how childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through, Jesus, through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So a few more practical considerations. Choosing an appropriate translation or version to memorize. This was something, uh, on a personal level, I have memorized over the years um, several different translations. Growing up, NAV, NASB, King James Version, New King James Version, Holman Christian Standard Bible. And I would get to the point of, I don't even know which one I should, should commit to because I want it to all be consistent and do I need to go back to all the stuff that I memorized as a kid and it's different wording and it's hard. Oh me, oh my, what do I do? And since I think it is a uh, I know within this church, Tim preaches from the, the ESV. I have an ESV study Bible. Uh, there are lots and lots of resources for that. Personally, I have settled on, finally, doing uh, my memorization within the ESV. Um, the types of translations, just as a, as a broad structure, there's, there's three main types. That the formal translation, which is going to be a, a word for word from the Greek and the Hebrew. Uh, and it's going to not necessarily flow as well. You'll have the dynamic translation, uh, and so formal would be the NASB, uh, the King James and the New King James, or the, the ESV. Uh, the dynamic translation would be thought for thought, so they're taking phrases or thoughts and they're translating those into English as the, the target language. And then there'd be a paraphrase translation, which I don't see as much, but it's an idea for idea translation that's going to be a lot more paraphrasing, a lot more interpretation. So the message or is, is the more common one now or the New Living Translation previously. And these are on a spectrum. So there's not, it has to fall right in here. Uh, you might find that the, the King James Version and the ESV are going to be closer to dynamic than the NASB. Uh, and and it just, it exists on a spectrum. So, find when you're going through and looking to memorize, be consistent. And I think there's value in 
memorizing what you're studying so that you have that same phrasing and you're not getting tripped up over, as you read it, it it's switching something else. I think the argument could be made to also memorize in something else and from what you read, but that for me it works better to do the, uh, the consistency. Because I am not the most consistent person anyway. Anywhere I can pick it up as an easy win, I will do so. So some tips. Uh, you can make a list of the verses. On, so th these are more practical things. How do we memorize? How, is, is it just brute? I'm going to repeat it over and over until I get it. Uh, some people are good at that. I've, I did some research. There's a guy, a Bible memory man, who just does that, and he's memorized like 20 chapters of the entire chapters of the Bible. Sorry, not chapters, entire books of the Bible. He's memorized 20 of them, and he just repeatedly goes over and over and over again. I don't know that that works the best for me. Uh, there are ways of, you can use technology, you can do uh, a lot of different things. You can make uh, little flashcards on, on ring binders and have the, uh, I have different colors on here for when they switch. Uh, and I have the, the reference in there. You can put the reference on the back. You can do all sorts of things. So I put some of these tips, making a list of verses on screen or sheet of paper index cards. You can draw pictures. They don't have to be good pictures. They have to remind you not look good to other people. Uh, just to trigger memories of key words. Um, one of the tips that I saw in many different places was memorize the verses perfectly, word for word. When you pick your translation, stick to that and go word for word so that it is a much better recall. It is also easier to remember specifically than it is to remember in general and then, oh, well, is that here? And then you start switching things up and it may change the meaning on you without realizing it. Uh, find someone to hold you accountable for your memory work, whether that is a, a spouse, a friend. It could be even be an unbeliever, somebody who can hold your feet to the fire. Hey, I thought this was important to you. Uh, and everyday review verses you've previously memorized and meditate on them. So it's not always learning new things. There's to a point when you have a, a large bank uh, of stuff memorized that 70, 80% of your time is going to be keeping that fresh just in review and you'll be adding things less uh, incrementally. Uh, some of the resources I found in, in preparation from this I thought actually were uh, things I did not know about. One I started using is this verse locker, which is a, a phone app. It's put together by the Scripture Memory Foundation, which I didn't know existed, but it's just a, a little app. You can get it on Android. You can do it even on a, um, uh, just on a computer. Yes? Oh, I'm sure they will. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> e Ethan, do you like it when you point out that I'm wrong? <laughs> so yes, that is a good point. It can be a child as well, especially your child. So the verse locker, you can add uh, collections like this was from the top 20, 
um, these different uh, verses, you can add, they've, they've got whole books, they've got the classics, which is the top 100, they've got uh, the Romans Road, which is more of a, a traditional one for walking through uh, the gospel presentation in Romans and the logic of that, um, fantastic for evangelism. Uh, there's BibleMemoryGoal.com, which is another guy who had videos and blogs and um, downloads that you could do. Uh, you have the uh, Corner Room. Ryan and I have both talked about this one. This is a pastor from Midwest, I think, Alabama, Alabama. almost Midwest, um, who about 10 years ago for a, a summer series or summer sermon, he put words from scripture verbatim to music, and he has been doing it ever since, and he has a, a pretty big list of, or uh, repertoire of things that he's done, and very, and they're very well produced as well. It's, it, it's not something done in a closet. Um, you can find those on Spotify or Apple Music, or you can buy them online. Um, I think that's the, the main crux of the, the memorization. Do people have questions on that before I move on to the meditation or comments? Yes. stick a lot better. So hand motions are always good for little kids. Okay, so hand motion thing, and I, I have it in here later, I think it was, but anytime you can engage more than one sense, if you're doing it just inaudibly, in your head mentally reciting these, that's good. If you do it audibly, you're also speaking and hearing it and cementing it. I remember from high school English, uh, the teacher saying the it takes a hundred exposures to something to learn it. And if you write it, that's one and for writing, and then two for seeing. If you say it out loud, you get two for saying and for hearing. So just repeating it in your mind is good, but it, there are, if, the more you can engage, whether hand motions, the kinesthetic learners, or uh, putting flashcards around. One of the things on the, the little app here is you can blur out words and what's that word that you're missing or it'll, it'll consist consecutively essentially cover words you know it's something supposed to be there um, you can do f the little word cards and move them around and you have to organize them in the right order uh, things that can get you uh, all, more parts of your your mind engaged more parts of your person the other component that i wanted to mention on memorization is Memorizing larger passages of scripture seems harder. It may not be because you are getting a consistent thought throughout versus trying to cherry pick simple things from different verses or different chapters, different books, different authors, uh, and, and tying those together. Whereas if you took a, an entire chapter of Romans or you took a, a, a paragraph of five verses in Ephesians or any of these types of things, it may be easier to memorize because you can memorize and you can anchor that to the thought and the argument that he is doing. Moreover, as you begin on the meditation side, you have context. And that is a, a critical component as we learn just from study of scripture. You can have 
you can quote individual verses to say almost anything you want. That doesn't mean that's what they meant. And knowing, uh, having that to the context and the tone and the overall argument that's being made of what you're, you're putting in your mind helps you use it later. It also helps protect you as you see a quote from something else. Like That's not really what that verse is talking about. And it, it, it can help you test the spirits like the Bereans. It, it gives you a lot of, uh, or it gives you a, a, a deeper understanding of what is going on. So don't be afraid by larger sections as, sections as well. So as we get into the meditation side, this is something that is very much building on the memorization we have. Uh, let's start with just what is meditation, that, those concepts. Uh, it is commanded by God to meditate on scripture. It's modeled by the godly throughout scripture. John 16, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Psalm 119, ver again, verses 97, 99. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. And then a little bit later in 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. In Jeremiah 29, if I say I will not mention him or speak any more his name, in his name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary holding it in, and I cannot. I did not remember, or I have not memorized that verse before, and I found that one. That was, I really like that one. Of just Jeremiah saying it was inside of him burning to come out, even though he didn't want to, even though he was trying not to, the spirit uh, overcame him and he had to share. He had to, to speak the words in the word, or speak in the name of God. Matthew 4, 4, this is Jesus being tempted by the devil, but he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So what is meditation? From spiritual different disciplines on the Christian life, Don Whitney, meditation is deep thinking on the truths and spiritual realities revealed in scripture or upon life from a scriptural perspective for the purposes of understanding, application, and prayer. And then from, the, uh, from Kent Hughes, uh, Disciplines of a Godly Man, uh, meditation is personalizing and internalizing a segment of the word of God. So how many of us find as we're living our Christian life that we would be benefited by more scripture and more application of that scripture in our lives? Is that a maybe? Or <laughs> I, I think we all find we want that, but we may not know how or it's not the easiest thing to do. It is a aspiration that we have, but maybe we don't know how to get there. And meditation is a, a clear path to building on that Christian life and taking the truth of scripture from the pages of scripture and applying and, and bringing it into our lives on a, a daily and hourly basis. Now this is distinct from what is a much more popular 
version of meditation, the Om yoga people, uh, but the, from a biblical meditation perspective, we, you see worldly meditation being the emptying of your mind, so nothingness and uh, achieving of nirvana and getting rid of yourself. Uh, instead, Christian meditation involves filling your mind with God and with the truth of God. Eastern or, or worldly meditation uh, values achieving complete mental passivity, whereas biblical meditation requires constructive mental activity. Worldly meditation visualizes, uses visualization techniques to create our own reality. And while Christian history has always had a place for the sanctified use of our God-given imagination in meditation, imagination is our servant to help us meditate on things that are true. Philippians 4, 8, finally, brothers, whatever is true, noble, right, that long list of things. Furthermore, instead of creating our own reality through visualization, we link meditation with prayer to God and responsible, spirit-filled, spirit-filled human action to effect changes. So some of these metaphors that I found intriguing and, and useful for meditation, uh, the ears you have dug for me, this is from Psalm uh, 40, verse 6. It's a metaphor that was lost in English, but it takes the concept of a blockhead. It's, it's a, a face, um, it's a head, but it's just a brick of granite. And, our, our and we, through meditation, through the work of the Spirit in us, God is chipping away ears, digging ears into our, our blockheads so that his word can penetrate us. And that is what hearing the word. So when Jesus talks about uh, people being deaf to the, uh, the word of God or deaf to his voice, uh, and then in Revelation uh, to the churches at the beginning, there's the repeated call, he who has an ear, let him hear. Another one I liked was the steeping of a tea bag in hot water. If we're reading scripture, it's great if we're hearing scripture, we're listening to scripture while we drive or ride our bikes or do an exercise, those are all good things. But that's like dipping your tea bag into the hot water and pulling it back out. It does something, but it is not going to have the same effect as sitting in that hot water for some length of time and getting all of the flavor and character of that bag and changing the water. Uh, there's from Psalm 9, uh, 39, uh, David says, as I mused, the fire burned, and that's a, a, a translation for the, the concept of the bellows to a fire, so blowing air on the fire and making it hotter and more useful. There's the, the lingering by a fire to warm ourselves. If there's a fire, campfire or a fire in the house and the hearth and it's way over there, it's not gonna help you a whole lot. Yeah, it gives you light and you walk, you walk by, it's warm. But if you go stand by it and warm yourself, you're going to find much more value. This is from Thomas Watson, one of the Puritans. The reason we come away so cold from reading the word is because we do not warm ourselves at the fire of meditation. Uh, Augustine translates uh, Psalm 1 verse 2, on his law he chatters day and night. So meditation has this aspect of muttering, of taking something and and talking to ourselves and, and chattering to ourselves, uh, but that constant involvement of mind and mouth. The end of the Song of Moses in Deuteronomy uh, 32 says, take heart all the words by which I am warning you today. 
or it is no empty word for you. I think it's for it is no empty word for you. It just got cut off. But your very life. And one of these other tips with meditation, don't rush through it. Uh, I found it very intriguing that I think everybody knows that you can speed up your podcast or your YouTube videos to one and a quarter, one and a half, two X. Well, I read several years ago that the origin of that was somebody doing a, a mindfulness breathing podcast and it was taking too long. So he figured out, I gotta speed it up, which kind of misses the point. Same thing with the meditation here. Don't rush through it. Read less if necessary. If you've only got 10 minutes, do five of it reading and five of it meditating. It's far better to read less and remember something than to read more and remember nothing. So I'll briefly talk about the, the application of God's word. These will lead to it, the memorization, the meditation. The, the application or the applying of God's word can be its own and it may end up being its own uh, lesson next, but we look at James 1, verses 22 to 25, but prove yourselves doers of the word and not just hearers who deceive themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he's immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who has looked intently at the perfect law, the law of freedom, has continued in it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an active doer, this person will be blessed in what he does. So the Bible promises this blessings, these blessings of God on those who take the word and apply it to their lives. Uh, doing the memorization and spending time on meditation is going to lead to that, but there's also more with it. I like this one, the, the pithy and powerful statement of Jesus in John 13. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Despite the difficulty and spiritual opposition, are you willing at all costs to begin using your mind in a disciplined way to feed on the word of God for the purpose of godliness. Uh, I'd have in, on the, the, I think it's the very back page, uh, there's a, a, a section of how then do we meditate Christianly, and it has a lot of different options or, or prompts of what you can do aiding in your meditation. I'm not gonna go through them all here because I'm out of time anyway, um, but I had not intended to, that's, that's something you can use as a resource. Um, I have been, as you see, the spiritual disciplines on the Christian life I found is a great value. Uh, Christian, or Disciplines of a Godly Man by Hughes, Knowing Scripture by Sproul, all of these are going to be fantastic resources for maybe parts or for all of, all of these topics. But we have do are there any questions on the subject as we wrap? Cricket? Cricket. All right, let's close in prayer. Father, open our eyes and show us the wonderful truths in your word. We praise you for who you are, and you we ask you to guide us as we seek to apply these biblical truths in our lives this coming week. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.